Chapter 3 Carrying her notes, Erica heads down the hall to hair and makeup. She already feels supported by Greg. What a pro he is, and what a fascinating man. Where does that war-weary, knowing edge come from? And he's strikingly attractive. She quickly pushes that thought away. Romance is simply not on her radar. This first year, at least, is all about work, and the vodka-soaked wounds of her failed marriage are still healing. Not that she's counting, but she's been sober for one year, eleven months, and eleven days. She was working as the nighttime co-anchor on a Boston station and probably drinking a little too much when she discovered Dirk's affair. He said he wanted a divorce, and everything just spun out of control. She went from two glasses of wine a night, to three cocktails, to four cocktails, to an all-vodka diet. Dirk moved out and took Jenny with him. Erica spent a month crashing around her empty house, drinking, cursing the world, and crying for her daughter. Then the station fired her for on-air intoxication. That pushed her right to the bottom, and she did the unimaginable, and ended up in the hospital under arrest. The judge gave her a choice of rehab or six months in jail. She took rehab, and something clicked at that first meeting. The surrender the acceptance, the grace. Erica took off six months to get clean, then pleaded her way into a job as a reporter for a small New Hampshire station. She scoured the hills and towns for interesting stories, and she delivered. Soon, she was anchoring, and the station's ratings soared. Boston wanted her back, and then she got the call from Greg Underwood. There is a hair and makeup station on each of GNN's six floors. Most have three chairs and two experts at the ready. When Erica arrives, all three chairs are empty and two women are standing by. One is middle-aged and Hispanic, carrying a few extra pounds, with a pleasant, open face, brown skin, and lovely, expertly made-up gray-green eyes. The other is young, pierced, tattooed, and bleached blonde. Good morning, I'm Erica Sparks. The older of the two women says, I'm Rosario, and this is Andy. What a pleasure to meet you both, and thank you in advance for helping me look my best. Rosario and Andy exchange a glance. Nice lady. The vibe here is decidedly more relaxed than at the rest of the network. Erica sits in the chair in front of the wall of mirrors. Rosario studies her face for a moment as Andy picks up a brush and gets to work on her hair. You're beautiful, Rosario says. Erica smiles. She knows that her looks are a marketable commodity in the news business, but she also understands the limits of beauty. Looks may get you in the door, but they won't earn you your own show and they can engender resentment and even subterfuge among colleagues who don't have the same advantage. If possible, go easy. I hate that caked-on look, Erica says. Rosario picks up a small metal sprayer and proceeds to coat Erica's face with a thin, translucent layer of makeup. Some genius invented the spray applicator after traditional makeup proved inadequate to the merciless clarity of high definition. Flaws that were once invisible on camera were suddenly there 
for the whole world to see. The sprayer erases them like magic. Then Rosario applies lipstick, a little eyeshadow, and mascara. Meanwhile, Andy magically doubles the volume of Erica's hair and sweeps it back to frame her face. As they work, Erica asks them about their families and how they ended up at GNN. They even manage to get in a little industry gossip. Erica realizes that Rosario and Andy must hear confessions, rumors, and plans all day long. They have their ears to the ground, and while Erica finds them warm and lively, they could also be valuable allies. I like you, Erica, Rosario says as she brushes on a light powder. Then she leans in and lowers her voice. Be careful around here. Erica is taken aback and looks at her quizzically. Rosario reaches over and turns on a hairdryer.